right, folks, welcome aboard Thursday night edition Philip Ward Show. It is 11.06 on the East Coast, 8.06 on the West Coast. And, folks, the story today out of the Wall Street Journal, I mean, almost too ridiculous to be believed. But then you take a look at the track record so far of this Biden administration, and then you think, you know what? I can absolutely see it. And and the sum, by the way, Larry, let me give you the headline first of all. Wall Street Journal reporting this today. U.S. in talks to pay hundreds of millions to families separated at border. The government is considering payments of, and this is the real number. I looked at it real quick and thought, okay, maybe 45,000. I could see that uh, given, you know, how obviously how this administration feels about illegal aliens. And, you know, they don't care about us being a sovereign nation at all. Forget about laws. Forget about the border. It's wide open. I mean, if Joe Unity had his way, I mean, it's already, we've already had over a million illegal aliens who have flooded into this country. But get this. The government is considering payments of $450,000 per person that is affected by Trump administration's zero-tolerance policy in 2018. Folks, this is beyond ridiculous. They write, the Biden administration is in talks to offer immigrant families that were separated during the Trump administration around $450,000 a person in compensation, according to people familiar with the matter. Several agencies work to resolve lawsuits filed on behalf of parents and children who say, now get this, this is why they believe that they should receive this large amount of money. Quote, the government subjected them to lasting psychological trauma. Now, folks, okay. We, as the American people, as American taxpayers and legal American citizens, owe illegal aliens nothing. $450,000? I don't think so. We don't owe them a dime, a nickel, a penny nothing they broke the law they entered the country illegally yet we're going to give them half a million dollars joe biden has lost his mind the departments of justice homeland security health and human services considering the payments in order to settle these lawsuits filed by go figure the american civil liberties union and on others behalf on, on and others excuse me on behalf of the families who crossed in the us from mexico illegally reports that the average demand in each lawsuit adds up to approximately 3.4 million dollars per family it's unbelievable the aclu and all the good work that they do or at least they think so has identified approximately 5500 children affected by the policy which advocates which advocates excuse me say caused psych uh, physical and mental trauma in children who are taking taken from their parents so far they write around 900 
and 40 claims have been filed by immigrant families, I should say illegal families. Depending on how much is doled out to settle each claim, the cost to the American taxpayer, you, me, we, the legal American people and citizens, the cost to each of us, the cost to taxpayers could approach $1 billion. This is, folks, this is astonishing stuff. You think that this saying that we're going to give you half a million dollars is going to drive down illegal immigration? Uh-uh. Absolutely not. And by the way, $450,000 is a lot of money to pay for a vote. And that's, and that's what it is. You know, there's some people, and I would like to say I give conservatives the benefit of the doubt all the time. I talk to conservatives. I have an understanding of conservatives. I am a conservative myself. I always think that conservatives have the best interest of this country. They always put that first. That's why conservatives got behind Donald Trump so, to coin a phrase, bigly, as Donald Trump would say. Because Donald Trump always, always, always fought for the America First agenda. Now, when you look at this Biden administration, and this is an agenda of make China great again, Russia, Iran, so far away, choose any country you want, anyone except for the United States of America. Oh, and by the way, while this is happening today, here's Biden, right, trying to, to push this Build back better, $3.5 trillion, could even be larger than that. He's trying to push that on the American people and yet again say, don't worry, it's paid for. Even had the audacity to call himself a capitalist today. Really, Joe? After everything that, that you want to push and, and, and throw onto the American people, you still call yourself a capitalist? Beyond ridiculous. Um, anyway, ACLU attorney Lee Gerlent saying, quote, the Biden administration is correct to provide relief to the children and families affected by the government's horrific practice of family separation. What about Barack Hussein? How does Barack Hussein and his number two Joe Biden get away with this? Because they were the ones who built the cages that the kids were put in. Remember the fake news media trying to push it on to Donald Trump and say, well, this is what the Trump administration is doing to children. They're putting them in cages. And the pictures were revealed to have been in 2014. Don't you think that any ethical journalist would have would have checked it once, double checked, triple checked, quadruple checked if they were if they were to publish a story like that? That has big implications, but they don't care. That's the catch. The mainstream media, all they live to do is lay a beat down on Republicans. Any way that they can get Democrats elected, that is what they are all about. Now, uh, this uh, ACLU attorney, their suffering is something they will always live with. And it is a deep moral stain on our country. We need to make it right. And this includes not simply any monetary support, but also a path to remain here. This is what is right and fair. Now, 
some Republicans, the usual bunch, as 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 you would you would figure. So like Senator Tom Cotton, right, who was phenomenal when it came. I mean, he put a beat down on Merrick Garland yesterday, the Attorney General. Senator Tom Cotton tweeting out, "It's unthinkable to pay a burglar who broke into your home for the for the psychological trauma they endured during the crime." Yet the Biden administration wants to reward migrants who illegally entered our country with up to $450,000 each for just that reason. He writes, this is insanity. Congressman Dan Crenshaw from uh, Texas saying Biden wants to pay illegal immigrants $450,000 for their hardship while breaking our laws. For perspective, if a service member is killed in action, their next of kin gets an insurance payment of $400,000. $50,000 less than what illegal aliens, what the Biden administration wants to pay them. Says, let that sink in. Folks, it, it, it's just, to me, it's it's astonishing. It really is. Why, you know, and, and, and during a global pandemic, we don't care about our own people. No, in fact, in fact, we want our, our people to have vaccine mandates. And if they don't get the vaccine, then they then they can't go to work. That's exactly what Joe Biden is, is, is trying to implement when he says uh, companies with over 100 employees. But yeah, when it comes to illegal aliens, no, no, no. We need to be compassionate. We need to care about the people who didn't care about our laws and about our sovereignty no 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 we need to we need to care about them we need to be moral we need to be right the aclu says folks it's 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 beyond ridiculous it really is um how about uh this today this is in fox business u.s uh, economic growth falls short again of expectations as consumer spending slows u.s uh economic growth decelerated in the third quarter as consumer spending slowed amid a resurgence in new COVID cases. And by the way, COVID cases, when you go back to last year, when Donald Trump was president, they're up 300%. What is Joe Unity Biden doing? And this is and this is after we have vaccines. Shouldn't it, There should be no COVID anymore, according to these people. And then you take a look um, as well at the amount of people who have died more people have died this year of COVID than died last year of COVID. Now, I think about if this was flipped, right? If if more people had died under a Trump administration than a Biden administration, oh, wall-to-wall -wall coverage, CNN, propaganda news would still have that coronavirus tracker they had up. Just to, and by the way, just to instill fear into people. Gross domestic product, the broadest measure of economic performance, grew at a 2% annual rate during the three months through September, the weakest of the recovery. This is, by the way, according to an advanced estimate released Thursday by the Commerce Department analyst, uh, analysis, whatever it is you want to call them, surveyed by uh, Ref Refinitiv, uh, were expecting 2.7 growth, didn't get there. Second quarter GDP was 6.7%, and there you go, Joe Biden yet again, failing the American people. Go figure, that's all Joe Biden has done in this administration, has failed the American people, has created crisis after crisis, and wants everyone, you know, regardless of their own personal decision, regardless of, of maybe their doctor saying maybe you, should, maybe you shouldn't get this shot, wants every single person 
to have the vaccine. Uh, Rick Santella, CNBC, saying that this, uh, these economic numbers, disappointment. Fox Business saying with supply chain problems and rising inflation, the economy is slowly slowing down in the face of policies that are failing. Tommy Piggott from the RNC says in March, Biden promised if we passed his $1.9 trillion wish list, the economy would grow at 6%. Well, today we learned the economy slowed to a 2% annualized growth in quarter three. Prices have skyrocketed, wages have fallen, shelves are empty. You can't believe a thing Biden says on the economy. So here's Joe Biden today, and he yet again claims his trillion dollar tax and spending spree, build back better agenda, won't add to the deficit. In fact, an analysis though found that Biden's last so-called framework would cost two trillion dollars more than advertised. So from three trillion, we go boom, just like that, to five trillion dollars. Tommy Piggott writes, "Don't believe Biden when he says you won't raise taxes on those making under four hundred thousand dollars." Remember when he backpedaled on that already, and then Jen Psaki had to cover for him as well. He promised this in two thousand and eight, and Obama, go figure, raised taxes on the middle class. He promised this about his last framework. The Joint Committee on Taxation, though, said that those making 50000 could see tax hikes in Biden's speech today as well. So it's a very bizarre moment, kind of went underreported for my liking. He says this, this is an exact Joe Unity quote. How many times do you see people pulling up to a McDonald's, sitting outside during the pandemic so they could do their homework because they, they couldn't, they couldn't get it off their, off their line? Uh, the answer is none. I have never seen someone having to use McDonald's Wi-Fi pulling their car up next to a McDonald's so that they could get their homework done. No, Joe, I've never seen that ever. Also saying this, well, I'm a, I'm a capitalist. All I'm asking is, is for you to pay your fair share. He said, and then he says it like three times over. He goes, Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. And again, and again, and again. Like, and, and at least this time he wasn't whispering in the microphone. So after that, he, he, he advocates for all of this. He swears we won't have to pay a dime for it at all. And then when he's asked, when he's getting asked questions by the White House press pool, there he goes. Joe on his way to Europe. Now, as far as the uh, infrastructure, you know, he, he's like big on this infrastructure bill that he wants to pass, human infrastructure, as the Democratic Party calls it. Well, this was reported uh, today in Politico. Here's your headline. Democrats punt House infrastructure vote in blow to Biden agenda. The House voted today to temporarily reauthorize transportation funding, abruptly reversing course after Democratic leaders earlier vowed to pass a bipartisan Senate-approved infrastructure bill. Folks, because the votes aren't there. The Democratic infighting continues. Uh, the move came after progressives, remember the uh, moderate Democrat, whoever it was, saying yesterday, it's the effing progressives. <laughs> 
The move came after the came after those effing progressives. Now, obviously, not political writing that refused to relent in their opposition to the five hundred and fifty billion dollar infrastructure bill amid a standoff over Democrats' uh, separate party line one point seven five trillion dollar social spending measure. Followed a visit to Capitol Hill by President Joe Unity Biden, who personally asked House Democrats for their support on both the infrastructure plan and the separate social policy framework. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and her leadership team ultimately unable to win over dozens of dug-in liberals in time for a Thursday evening vote. House liberals saying they want to review the legislative text of the $1.75 trillion social spending legislation in the White House, which was outlined today. They also want a commitment of support from uh, Joe Manson and Kirsten Sinema, something the two have not outright given. Uh, they write, despite an aggressive whipping campaign from Democratic leaders, as many as 30 liberal Democrats threatened to block the $550 billion Senate-passed infrastructure bill. Uh, Pramila Jayapala, she's a Democrat congressman from Washington, saying, quote, I tried to tell anybody who would listen that we didn't have the votes, she says. Uh, Cori Bush from Missouri, who's just a blatant racist. This woman just absolutely can't stand white people. I'm telling you now. She just simply said no when asked if she would vote for the infrastructure bill. Rashida Tlaib from Michigan. Right, little little more vulgar. Quote, hell no, she says on the infrastructure bill. And uh, Joe Biden, by the way, not pleased at all. This is a, a quote from Joe Biden today. I don't think it's hyperbole to say that the House and Senate majorities and my presidency will be determined by what happens in the next week. Now think about that. And then you got Nancy Pelosi as well who is saying things like this, telling House Democrats today, don't embarrass Joe by voting down the infrastructure bill during while, while he goes over to Europe. Don't embarrass him. And by the way, Joe Biden needs no help embarrass, embarrassing Joe Biden. He does that all for himself. Uh, now, this kind of irks me as well. This is one of the reasons why I'm not a Republican Political writing, multiple House Republicans estimated earlier that they had 10 solid Republican votes for the Senate-approved infrastructure legislation. Why? I have no idea. This is just what they do. Uh, House Minority Leader, Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy telling reporters he expected few, if any, Republicans to vote for the bill. He says, I don't know if it'll even make it to the floor, um, he says. So anyway, not I, I would say, now again, not a very good day if you're Joe Unity Biden, folks. Um, we got polling that we uh, have to get to. Uh, Fox News poll out today. Obviously, the midterm, uh, now excuse me, not the midterm, you know, the off-year election um, coming on Monday. One of the biggest races that, that I look forward to watching is in Virginia, the Virginia governor's race. You know, I, this is a state, remember, folks, that... Joe Unity Biden won by 10 points. Now, listen to this. Fox News poll today. Youngkin pulls ahead of McAuliffe among Virginia likely voters. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, Republican Glenn Youngkin has moved ahead of Democrat Terry McAuliffe. McAuliffe receives 45% of this new 
Fox News survey of, of Virginia likely voters, while Glenn Youngkin receiving 53% of the vote. Youngkin's eight-point advantage is outside the poll's margin of sampling error. Uh, that's a big shift from two weeks ago when McAuliffe was ahead by five, of 51 to 46% margin. Now, Terry McAuliffe, right? And again, election day being on Tuesday, this, this isn't what you want. Here's the headline for you here. Team McAuliffe emails reveal effort, uh, reveal effort, excuse me, to quote, kill this Fox News story. So Virginia Democrat gubernatorial candidate, Terry McAuliffe, campaign raised eyebrows by spending nearly $60,000 to hire high-profile attorney. And by the way, that high-profile attorney is Mark Elias. You remember Perkins Coie, Fusion GPS, the Democratic Party, and, and Elias and Sussman and all those people that were roped into the Hillary Clinton bought and paid for Russian dossier, which had nothing but lies and misinformation. All of that, Elias is all involved in that. Now, McAuliffe's campaign uh, uh, hired uh, Mark Elias, and uh, Fox News reached out uh, to the McAuliffe campaign for a comment. Listen to this. Christina uh, Frondlich uh, is her name. She's a McAuliffe spokesperson saying this, quote, can we try to kill this? <laughs> How about that, huh? I mean, the 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 arrogance of the McAuliffe campaign. Yeah, no, no, let's just try to kill this. Elias had formerly worked as a partner at the law firm, this is Fox News writing, uh, at the law firm Perkins Coie, which the Hillary Clinton campaign hired in 2016. You've heard it over and over again, uh, whether you listen to Donald Trump, whether you listen to me. We've gone over it plenty of times. Republicans have accused Elias of lying to hide the Clinton campaign's role in the funding the dossier. That's not accusation. That is all true. Um, other news that um, we have going today. How about this, folks? It, it just goes from bad to worse for old Andrew Cuomo. Headline today, Andrew Cuomo charged with misdemeanor sex crime in New York. Uh uh, former New York governor Andrew Cuomo has been charged. I mean, wow, think about it. From last year, my, oh, my. How has he fallen, right? No longer governor. He's got a sex uh, misdemeanor sex crime against him now. Oh, my God. Uh, former New York governor Andrew Cuomo has been charged with a misdemeanor sex crime for forcible touching. The Democrat was charged in Albany City Court today. Spokesperson for the New York State Court confirming that. Um, now, listen to this as well. New York, now folks, we've been telling you on this program for a long, long time. When it came to the Cuomo sexual harassment and everything that, that, that encompassed that and came with it, at the end of it, Letitia James, man, she the New York Attorney General, she listened to this report. We've been telling you on this program for a while that she wants to be governor. Headline, this was uh, yesterday, actually, New York Attorney General, Letitia James is planning to announce a bid to become the state's next governor. How about that? Uh, Attorney General Letitia James has made a decision regarding the governor's race. James advisor Kimberly Peeler Allen saying, quote, she will be announcing it in the coming days. Uh, that decision will put, uh, be to jump into the race. Six Democratic leaders briefed her on plans, holding the New York Times. James planned to challenge current uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul 
who replaced scandal-ridden former Governor Andrew Cuomo earlier this year. Yeah, folks, I mean, we knew this was coming. We knew that this was going to happen. This is what Letitia James' agenda has always been. But, you know, here she's charging Cuomo for all the, the sexual harassment and the stuff that he's done. Well, then, you, I mean, you don't see me complain about her charging Andrew Cuomo. And by the way, Kathy Hoke, you know, a lot of people excited here in New York State. Well, Cuomo's out. This is great news. Kathy Hochul, to me, folks, I mean, she might be worse than Andrew Cuomo. But anyway, Democrats running against Democrats. That yeah, We could care less about that on this program. Uh, folks, That uh, we have the Halloween holiday coming up uh, this weekend. Go out and uh, enjoy that. I mean, you know, people say don't eat too much candy. No, no, no. Eat all the candy you want. Come on, baby. You got to enjoy it. I know I'll be indulging on Reese's, probably my favorite candy, along with uh, Three Musketeers as well. You know, go out, have a great Halloween with your kids, enjoy, um, and en enjoy, I'm not sure, if, you know, if you get off for work on the um, Friday tomorrow or not to, for the Halloween observation, uh, you know, I'm sure different companies do different things, but anyway, uh, we will be off tomorrow, back here on, Mo now Monday is going to be a big show, folks, because that is the final day before the uh, election day, or uh, as Rush used to, Rush Limbaugh used to call it, Dependence Day for the Democrats. Uh, so we will be back here uh, on Monday. Enjoy Halloween. Have a very happy Halloween. Thank you as always for listening to the program. Enjoy the long weekend, and I will uh, talk to you back here again on Monday. Thank you as always.